Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. Hi, everyone. We're back. And today we are sitting here again with Elisa. Hi. And Heidi. Hello. And myself, Pam. And today's topic is going to be fears. This is a hard one when our little guys are so scared of something, anything. Sometimes it seems like nothing, but uh, it can be a tough one when they start to develop um, some of those really big fears. Today we're going to jump in and we're going to talk about a little bit about fears and then we're also going to offer some strategies on how to help our, help our little ones through those fears. Um, and this, the strategies and tools that we're going to talk about today can be modified for whatever the fear is. You just may need to use a little bit of your imagination. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples so yes. you can kind of, you know, reformulate it for what it's, it's the actual fear is. Absolutely. And what we're going to do is we're going to try and break it down from the very beginning. Your child may not need all of the steps. So you may be able to jump in halfway through and just kind of get you to the end point. Um, but if your little one is really, really fearful of something, um, you may have to start right from the beginning with tiny little pieces. So our number one thing is conversation. When our little ones are scared of something, we don't want to then abolish it from the house and never speak of it and never um, be exposed to it. We, we do want to continue having those conversations about the fear. One of our, our instincts as parents is to pull them away from it and never introduce them to it again or wait protect them. a number of months to reintroduce them to whatever they were afraid <clears throat> of when we're going to give you a little bit of a different strategy and that's to expose them to it and, like and make over. a point of exposing them to it over and over again so that you're helping them conquer that fear by helping them face it and allowing them to have their anxiety feelings and offload some of those emotions that they have. And yeah. some people listening right now are probably thinking, oh, great, that doesn't sound very kind. We're not exposing it by, like, rubbing it in their face, like, yeah. oh, look, here's a spider, here's a spider, look at the spider, <laughs> right? But we're going to do it in a, a supportive way. Yeah. Yes. a baby step sort of way. We're not going to tell you to throw your three-year-old who's terrified of water into the lake and get them to swim. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So taking those small steps. So let's say um, a child is scared of dogs, okay. right? So some children can be scared of dogs, can still be in kind of the general the area vicinity, yeah. of the dog, uh, but don't, not want to touch them, not want to be, you know, close to them. Some children can't even be in the same room as a dog. So again, we're going to go back to where your child fits on that scale and you're going to break it down. So if we have a little one who can't even be in the room with a dog, we're starting with pictures and videos and mm. um books and we're talking about dogs and we're talking about what dogs do and what dogs like to do and we're just our conversations now revolve around dogs mm -hmm. and even just role-playing getting on your hands and knees i i'm a i'm a tiny little puppy ruff 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 yeah you you can be the big dog what how do you think a big dog barks yes and just so getting them involved in that for sure um monsters we do have a, a tip 
um, in one of our episodes for Monster Spray, but Monsters is one of those things, again, that if we have a child who is terrified of monsters, we're going to do our very best to talk to them over and over and over again, telling them that monsters do not exist. Um, but we're also then going to play games. We're going to read stories. We're going to build our own monsters. We're going to You're going to make them fuzzy and cute. We're going <laughs> to give our monsters kind, sweet, loving personalities. This mm-hmm. is our huggable monster, and this is our smiley monster, and right? So you're going Giggly to... monster. Yeah. yeah. Like, take some Play-Doh and some googly eyes and toothpicks, so it's kind of monstery-ish. Yeah. And just make a ball and put some, like, put three eyes on it and put a bunch of toothpicks on him, and this is, you know, the surprise monster. He's always popping up and saying, surprise, look at me. Monsters aren't real, but we're going to make some cute, pretend little monsters using our imagination. Mm-hmm. And you're using that language, pretend. Yeah. They're not real. So that when they are in that fear, that language is coming back. Remember that they're pretend. We don't, monsters don't actually exist. Well, what does exist mean? You've never used that word before. Now at seven o'clock at night when I'm exhausted <laughs> and terrified of monsters, you're going to start bringing out new words that I don't know. And then um, relating it to other things, right? Like dragons aren't real. Unicorns aren't real. Um, you know, fairies aren't real. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Saving Santa well, Claus. Well, the tooth Easter fairy money. is real. <laughs> Until about age nine. <laughs> um, but like relating it, right? So, oh yeah, yeah dra- dragons aren't real. That's right. Oh yeah, unicorns aren't real. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thunder's another one. I've ha- I've had mm. a couple of little guys storms. who, yes, were fearful of storms. Um, I know lots of adults still fearful yeah. of storms. Yeah, and, and the challenge there is when thunderstorms happened, we were probably scurried away from them so that we didn't cause more fear, right? Mm-hmm. But what I want to do, if I have a little one who's terrified of thunderstorms, I am, we're reading lots of stories, we're talking all about how the sound versus the lightning, da 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 we're overdoing it with that, but then we're watching, actually... Watching it on YouTube, even. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah. that's not... Maybe with the sound off at first. Yeah. yeah, and then work your way up to the sound on, and then play those games. Role-playing for fears is huge. Lisa's going to talk a little bit more about that, but role-playing for fears is really big. Um, And that's another one. Build a little fort. Make it dark. Hide under there and put your YouTube thunderstorm on. And and what can we do? Okay, so it's dark. Can we turn on a lamp or can we turn on a flashlight so it's less dark, right? So you're, you're building that confidence that they can handle a storm. And then you're giving them those tools, right? So if it gets dark, we can put our flashlight on when that sound comes. And then we're, as they get a little bit older, let's count between the thunder and the lightning or the lightning and the thunder, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So we're playing those games. So Talking that, about what thunder is. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. You know, the science behind thunder, even if your child is a little bit older, you can really simplify it for younger yes. children and, you know, just say... That's the sound that that bright flash of light makes. Yeah. Kind of things. And then really trying not to say things like, oh, you're fine, it's okay. Yes. yes. They're not feeling fine and okay. And you could just sports cast and use things like, oh, that was a really big one. And then, oh, I kind of rumbled, but I didn't really hear that one. Mm-hmm. Just noticing the actual sound and trying not to downplay how they're feeling because they are not feeling okay. We don't right. want them to relate that, oh, this is what okay feels like. Yeah. And sometimes um, they're watching us to see how we're <laughs> handling. So true. Right? So if... 
if you don't like spiders <laughs> or dogs and you see a spider in your house yeah. and you start to <laughs> scream and there's yep. a spider right and everybody panics then that is going to be what happens every time we see a spider yeah, yeah. right so um for the spiders record, I am afraid. I'm terrified of spiders, and I have a very hard time controlling myself when you there do is a, a good spider. Job. I do when you my do children are around. I do a good job. I can I hear try her to on the anyways. phone. She goes, <gasps> "I might oh do." Goodness, oh my goodness! And I'm always like, "Okay, this, you're bigger than the spider. He's not going to move very fast. Yeah. You have eyes on him now. You're take a nice big deep breath." Yeah. Well, with, with my children, I um, might let out a little screech. But then I try and go back after and and make it like more of an excited screech rather than afraid an afraid <laughs> screech like oh look at this little spider he's going around on the ceiling now let's try and see if we can get him and bring him outside or I mean I would never do that but you know maybe I'll <laughs> get a shoe or something <laughs> when we were at Shoppers Drug Mart earlier um, oh, yeah. there was a spider on the floor and I didn't know you were scared of spiders and Pam said. Oh, at least a spider over here. Don't walk over here. He's walking really fast. <laughs> you walked behind me. It was some other guy, and he was like, oh, thanks. He walked around the giant spider. That's funny. On the, oh, on the oh, goodness. Oh, oh. So that's what Anyways. we don't want to do when we talk about spiders. Go, oh, <laughs> When our kids are listening. <laughs> um, How so when they bring you, like, up a worm, if you don't like worms, mm. and they really like worms, and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, you just hold him. Yeah. <laughs> I can see him from here. It's a lot of how we're reacting. It they is. are watching for our reactions. Bugs. Absolutely. Shadflies, so, that oh, kind goodness. of stuff. If you're yeah. not in North Bay, two weeks out of the year, we get shadflies. Um, they don't have a mouth. They don't do anything. They just stick to you and they're... They live for a day and then they smell up the city. <laughs> they really do. Um, so that is a big one. I can hear when some, when a shadfly has landed on one of my girls, I can hear like at least a block away. Um, that's not for me. I, I try not to react too much. Um, sometimes Not true. Pam hates shadflies. I don't. Feels like she's saving everyone's life when she removes one. I do. <laughs> I saved your life. It doesn't have a mouth. But and I can't do you. anything, but I saved your life. <laughs> um, but how we react. So if you're getting, if you really react to those bugs outside, your three-year-old, when you put them outside for the, for, you know, the first few times in the spring, you're going to get some like high pitched screams. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't they, right? The person that I look up to most in this whole world <laughs> is afraid of these things. So why would they not be afraid That's a of them? Survival skill. If you're yeah. afraid, I need to be afraid, right? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So, Lisa, chat to us a little bit um, about role playing. So, role playing is something that we can use to help our children conquer and face their fears indirectly sometimes. So um, role playing, what you want to do is you want to you want to try and put your child in control of what is happening. And a lot of the times they will share certain feelings and emotions that they had through play when we are the ones who are helping them along. So for instance, if you take their little stuffed animals or their anything that they like that they play with, their little um, dinosaurs or dolls or whatever mm -hmm. they play with, yes. you will use those in role playing with your child. So what you can do at the beginning is 
when they're showing fears of something like thunder or swimming or going to bed at night or anything, shadows. Mm. You can have a little game that you're playing with their dolls. And what you would do is pretend that you are, that maybe one of their dolls is afraid Your of- Your character that you're yeah, playing, yeah. Is afraid of thunder. And then you wait and you see how your child might comfort yes. that doll that's afraid. Love. So um, sometimes at the beginning, you might have to show them a little bit of what you would do. to. So you might be doing a lot of the role playing on your own and role playing with all of their different animals or their dolls. But then as time goes on, you will see your child start to become the one that's in control of how they're expressing their feelings and they'll start to share certain things that you didn't know they were feeling or Mm -hmm. they will start to comfort that doll and it's putting the message into their minds that they can be a little bit more Mm -hmm. comfortable with that situation Mm -hmm. so you can do it with anything and then you can even do it with yourself so let's say Mm -hmm. your child is having some separation anxiety or is afraid of something Mm -hmm. you can be your child and your child is you Mm -hmm. and so you know you'd say your child would say something like oh I'm going to work now or um, you know you can have your child pretend that they're you in a thunderstorm and then you are them and you're saying I'm so scared I don't want you to go to work. I'm going to miss you so much. And you are just, you know, pretending to be them in the situation. Mm-hmm. And you would be so surprised at how they will come and they will mimic the things that you have been telling Absolutely. them this whole time, right? Yeah, yeah. So with the wording and with the language that you're talking to them, they are going to show you that they are retaining all this information and that they are retaining this when you do some role playing with them. Yeah, because it really comes out like the stuff that I say <laughs> when I'm supporting them, mm. when I then pretend to be the one that needs the support and that now Please my child. Don't leave. Yeah, yeah, they're saying, oh, and you honey, make it dramatic. I'm going to be oh, great. Yeah. Yep. You know, mommy has to go to work. I always come back to get you because that's what mommy does. I'll always come back. And they are literally saying it verbatim of what you tell them over and over again, right? That's why it's so important to be consistent and to keep that conversation. If you haven't realized it yet, toddlers and preschoolers need a lot of repetition and when you are dealing with fears especially it's not going to be one or two conversations it's going to be a work in in progress it's going to be something that you're talking about on a regular basis sometimes it feels like day in and day day out and they will continue to ask those questions right they're going to want that more of that information to to help themselves feel better mm-hmm. um but that role playing is also really good you mentioned separation anxiety oh, it's really great for anything for preparing for like childcare, for yeah. biting school, hitting for yep. biting for aggression Absolutely. for emotions for you can especially if we can get to the point showing where, them empathy and teaching mm-hmm. them empathy with biting and hitting and School, when my daughter started school, um, there was, she wouldn't talk to me. So I would ask her things and I tried not to ask her 
how was your day? Yeah. I tried to be creative about how I was asking her things, but she just shut down and she wouldn't talk to me. The only time she started talking to me was through play. Nice. So I was playing with her with her dolls. She was into Barbies at this time. So I was playing with her with her Barbies and we were playing school and we were playing you know, teacher and students. And that's when she started talking to me. She was talking to me through her dolls. Yeah. If you want a window into how your little one is handling or processing or dealing with things, that role play and allowing them to be in control, because I know it's hard sometimes, even when we're role playing, yeah. um, we want to be in control and we want to be the ones. But if we kind of take that back seat, keep Put our mouth... That problem. Yeah, yep. keep our mouth kind of closed a little bit, not at just first, trying to share yeah. all the solutions. At first, you might need to prompt them a little bit. Because they'll be confused, like, I don't know what to do in yeah, this situation. But right? they catch on so quickly and they love... They do. They love to be the ones yeah. who are it, it's so In fun control. for them they do. so let's yeah. say shadows um if you are if your child is afraid of shadows which is a huge one yeah and they're seeing shadows on their walls in their room one thing you could do for your role playing is go in and pretend that the shadows are you know dogs and animals make them fun yeah show them what the shadows actually are the shadows are you know look it's this shadow is just hanging. your exactly yeah. it, this shadow is just this and look the way that the moon is shining into your room yeah. creates this right you're you're not going too much into detail but you're showing them physically what those shadows are but then you can take it up a step and if you did role playing you could do something like you know, you are pretending to be your child and, oh, oh my gosh, what is that shadow? What is that doing there? And then your child is now going to take all of those tools that you've yes. given them with a big grin on their face because they are in charge right now. Yeah. And they are going to repeat everything that you've been saying, maybe in their own way, but they're really... Yeah. And so if your child sees you do that and then they kind of get like that scared face like oh my goodness a shadow you can just grab a toy like yeah. Barbie and the Barbie could be like oh that's just you can exactly offer that dialogue but that would be the first step if they're still super super yeah. um, scared of that and then it's so amazing when they actually do it and they're like oh no 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 honey no honey and they want to protect yeah, they're you they're <laughs> comforting you and they love it so much yeah. but yeah you're right if they if they they're still look, like oh there's a shadow if what? they look <laughs> apprehensive when you're doing this if you're dramatic I mean I am so dramatic you know I'm very animated and I always have been so my children are very used to the loud and they like over the top sometimes with <laughs> my drama and they are very dramatic so when you themselves. retire you're gonna go do some theater maybe <laughs> maybe you never know maybe karaoke yeah, second go. career karaoke <laughs> air bands air bands will be my thing nice i'm glad you have a retirement plan <laughs> but anyways so yes my children aren't you know necessarily apprehensive when I do that but if you had a child that was yes. and they were showing you that they weren't receptive to the drama that you're showing them then yes you would take you would yeah. maybe scale it back a notch yeah, yeah. and take something else and show them that 
you know, it's okay and that the other thing is comforting. Yeah. And the other good thing about this role playing is I often hear parents say, I just don't know how to play with them. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't really play with my children I don't children really a lot. know doll, I do dolls or dinosaurs. He's always wanting to do the dinosaurs. This is a way for you to play with your child. Yeah. So you could even just make up stuff like, oh my goodness, there's a big thunderstorm. What do I do? Um, what yeah. should I do? What do I do? And if they're like, uh, I don't know, you could have like the daddy dinosaur come in and say, Oh, it's just really raining outside, and it's it's okay. We can just go inside so we don't get wet. It is yeah. really loud, and you can just offer that kind of dialogue and script for them, and they start to put it all together. They have this, like, little brain bomb go off, <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. I do know how to play with dinosaurs, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, because I know for myself, and I'm pretty sure Pam is in the same boat, I don't know how you were when your children were young, but I don't play a lot with my children. Like, I tend to kind of, they play by themselves. I do more activities like we art engage. and sensory and yes. engage them in other ways. I take them places. And but that's good because developmentally, they should be able to be play on yeah. their own with very yeah. little adult interaction, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We shouldn't be saying, okay, you're going to be the mommy dinosaur and you're going to be the daddy dinosaur. Always play, yeah. Let's, let's have your dinosaurs uh, go on a camping trip. Yeah. And then you just sort of take over that play. That is not helping. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you aren't big <laughs> on playing with your children, and like Heidi said, if you can't picture yourself what to do then just make up a fear yeah, do it do it just a little bit at a time and yeah yeah but it's so beneficial oh to there's do a the big spider play. what should i do yes exactly <laughs> yeah so fears don't have to be scary they don't you can deal All, with them they are very age appropriate we expect our children to have fears come and go it, it's developmentally appropriate that our little ones do become fearful and that they start to um yeah recognize they're they're outside of themselves yeah. and that fear can start um you want to be we get to be the ones that are in control of mm. how big these fears yeah. get though yeah. you want to be mindful of how you approach it how yes. confident you are when they're having fears and we're validate that growing them to the dogs yeah but we're you know exploring the dog confidently bringing them up to maybe looking at a dog in person after you've done all the pictures and then you bring them to look at a dog in person and then they're in your arms or they're somewhere really that they're feeling safe they don't have to touch the dog they They don't don't have have to to let the dogs lick their face again you can just sports cast oh look he's got two colors he's got white all on his head you just notice those different things and they could be like oh yeah oh look his tail oh it stopped wagging right and just looking at different things what do you think it means when a dog is wagging their tail and talking about it if they last two seconds they last two seconds and that is still progress yeah and then you just next time we are holding them and we talk about the dog and maybe we crouch down a little bit they don't have to get out of our arms they don't have to ride the dog or hug the dog and maybe you're petting the dog at that point and we're petting the dog right so that's step two step three we let the dog sniff our hand step four maybe we put our hand on the dog's you know behind while he's looking somewhere else right so we can take those little steps and help them get used to any situation mm-hmm. um and we can help them get out of any of those fearful situations as well fear is one of those things that can be tricky if, if you're not sure what steps to take or how to kind of get your little one out of that if you are struggling we do have blogs on the website but reach out um we can absolutely help with some ideas and things um to help you guys through if 
the if you've tried the role plane and it's just not working. Although the role plane works really, really well, so it's mm-hmm. definitely something to give a good go for yeah. sure. But if you need some more creative ways, then yeah, Pam, Heidi, and I are here to yeah. help you figure out ways that you can help your child through their fears. Great. Okay. Thanks, thanks for listening. Guys. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.